Welcome, this is Bear with Into the Light. This generation is surrounded by darkness, but God is calling you into the light. Join me each week as I share the word that God has given me for a hurting generation. Today we're going to be talking about how we're supposed to be coming into um, the presence of God and how we should interact with Him when we're there. Um, I want to look at uh, Mary and Martha, two well-known people in the New Testament during the time of Jesus' ministry on the earth. And we're going to look at how Mary interacted with Jesus versus how Martha interacted with Jesus. And we're going to compare and contrast those and then give you an idea of what God's actually calling us to do and looking for. So today we're going to be reading some scriptures. Uh, We're going to go over to Luke uh, chapter 10. Um, Bear with me while I turn there right now on my Bible because I'm going to be flipping back and forth between Luke and John. So if we go over to Luke chapter 10, uh, verses 38 through 42. All right, so verse 38. And now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was uh, cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, uh, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So upon Jesus' arrival to their house, one was busy with preparing a meal, um, getting things ready for dinner possibly, and just different tasks in the busyness of daily life. Uh, but Mary, on the other hand, uh, grasped that moment. She realized that something has shifted in the atmosphere when Jesus showed up and she was at his feet wanting to get more and more of Jesus. And I think that as believers, a lot of time, uh, a lot of us Christians are, we go to church and we got all the busyness of life. We got to be out of church by 12 o'clock. We've got to make these appointments. We've got to do this. We got to do that. We got to work. We got to do all these things. But I believe God's calling this generation into a um, Mary of Bethany type generation where we're at the feet of Jesus just soaking in his glory and his presence and getting to know him more and learning from him and his words. Um, so that was the very first scripture I want to uh, re- read. <clears throat> now we're going to go over to John uh, chapter 12. So I'm going to flip back over there now. John chapter 12 verses 1 through 3. And then Jesus... Uh, six day before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Laz- uh, Lazarus um, uh, was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Uh, and there they made him a supper, and Martha served. So again, we're seeing Martha still caught up in her busyness. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him, and then took Mary, a proud a pound of ointment of uh, spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the ador of the 
the ointment. So we right here we have a very expensive ointment that caused a year's wages back in that day uh, of the denier. So with this being said, like a lot of people were judging Mary, like, what are you thinking? Like you could have done, you could have sold that. You could have made so much profit off of this. But here again, you have Mary at the feet of Jesus being consumed by his very presence, anointing him for his burial, essentially. Uh, as we, as you read in the other um, Gospels of the New Testament, so that's that. Here we, here we are again, seeing Mary at the feet of Jesus. So I went ahead and read uh, chapter twelve, but now we're going to go back to chapter eleven and uh, pull something out of how Mary interacted with Jesus. And this is going to be a little bit longer uh, reading. So now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and his sister Martha. It was called that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. It's kind of weird that John actually put this in there. He's like foreshadowing, but also talks about how it was in like the book of Luke as well, that it was that Mary that anointed Jesus' oil. So there's some significance in her and her posture towards the Lord. And therefore, in chapter in verse 3 of chapter 11, it says, Therefore his sister sent unto them, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And we, when Jesus heard that he said this, Sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified therefore. And now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So. We see there that Jesus loved all three of them. So what does Jesus do? Does Jesus like go and immediately heal Lazarus? A lot of us have heard this story multiple times, but we're going to read what Jesus actually did. In, in verse 6, and it says, And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. So Jesus could immediately went, but he chose to stay two additional days. And thereafter... That uh, saith he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late salt to stone thee, and goest thou there again. And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If a man walketh in the day, he stumbleth not, but because he uh, seeth, seeth the light of the world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbled because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake, awaken him out of the sleep. And then his disciples, uh, Lord, if he is asleep, he shall do well. How doth Jesus uh, spake of his death, but they thought he had spoken, talking of rest in the sleep. And then Jesus said, Jesus unto them, then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Uh, nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called uh, Didymus, unto the fellow disciples, let us also go, go that we may die with him. And then in, in verse 17, and then when Jesus came, he found that he had uh, lain in the grave four days. 
already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about uh, 15 furlongs fur uh, off, and many of the Jews came to Mar uh, Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. And then Martha, as, as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the, the house. So Jesus is coming to town, and Martha, the one that's been caught up and worried and uh, in the busyness of her life, comes out of her house while Mary's still in the house, is weeping over her brother, just weeping over her brother. But here, here Martha is running out of her house uh, to go meet Jesus. Uh, and then in uh, verse 21, it says, Then said Martha to Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had would not have died but i know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask god god will give it to thee and jesus said unto her thy brother shall rise again uh, so martha said unto him i know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day and jesus said unto her i am the resurrection and the life he that believeth me though he were dead yet shall he live and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? He was asking her, do you believe this? Um, she said unto him, yeah, Lord, I believe that thou art Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so, so said, she went her way and called Martha, her sister, secretly, saying, the Master is coming and calleth for thee. So. Nowhere in the the uh, red text did Jesus say, "Hey, can you call go call your sister Mary to me?" So right here, Jesus is asking her, "Do you honestly believe that I am the resurrection?" Uh, to um, Martha, because she's so caught up in her own life and her worries, all the worries and the fear and everything else that she's so consumed that she's not seeing that God is standing right in front of her. So. She went some. She went somewhere where someone else had a little bit more faith. Uh, someone that's been weeping in her house, basically filling filling this death. She's been filling her brother's death. She's been filling the emotions that go with it. And um, let's go back and uh, see what happens once Mary uh, goes get. Uh, I mean, Martha goes and gets Mary. And then in uh, verse uh, twenty nine, as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now, Jesus was not yet coming to the town, but he was in that place where Martha met him. And then the Jews then, which were with her in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, they that she rose up hastily and went and followed her, saying, She goeth into the grave to weep there. And then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet. So every time we see Mary in Scripture, you see him at you see her in a posture at the feet of Jesus and saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. It's the exact same thing that Martha said, but let's keep reading. And when Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled and said, where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. So right here is when Mary is in his presence again, but she's weeping over this circumstance in her life. She's 
really feeling this place that she's at. And in that moment where she's weeping and in her emotions, she's pulling something out of Jesus. She's she's about to pull a resurrection out of Jesus himself. And you you we we see that and let me find out. Let me go back into the scripture in verse 34. And it said, where have you laid thee? Uh, actually, go up to 33. And when Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. So something was be, being activated in his spirit by her posture and how she was weeping over the circumstance. And then verse 35, uh, shortest verse in the uh, Bible, Jesus wept. And this wasn't just like a little tear. This was a groaning that was coming out of him, a sob, because he was faced with people that had some doubts that were on looking, people that was consumed by the busyness, the people that had God standing right in front of them and they didn't realize what sheer power he had. And the only person that actually knew what he was capable of actually doing was uh, Mary there at his feet that was just groaning in that circumstance, feeling it. And then uh, verse 36, and then says, uh, then said the Jews, behold, how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have uh, caused that even the man should not have died? <clears throat> Room 38, uh, Jesus therefore again groaned in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave and a stone laid upon it. Jesus said, take away the stone. And then Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. And then Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst, wouldst believe, thou should see the glory of God. Again, Jesus is confronting Martha like, how many times do I have got to show you, tell you to believe? Because here she is like caught up in everything of the trouble. She's more caught up in the trouble than filling the trouble. There's a difference between being caught up in the trouble and actually filling it spiritually. Like, just because you got some bad news doesn't mean we have to, like, go get all busy about the bad news. Go to the feet of Jesus with the bad news and cry out to him, weeping over it. Um, and uh, so that was verse uh, 40. So in 41, and then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with graves, uh, the grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto him, them, them loose him and let him go. So, in, in those uh, scriptures I shared with you today, like we can see like how Martha was so consumed with everything going on in her life. And as Christians today, I would venture to say over 50 to 60, maybe even 80 to 90 percent of Christians are so consumed with the busyness that they fail to see Jesus rightly. They fail to see who he truly is. They fail to see what he did for them. They are content with their 
one service a week on Sunday morning being consumed by their iPads, their TVs, their secular music, their secular uh, TV shows. They get so wrapped up around it that they've lost so much sight of Jesus that they don't even know what he is capable of doing. Uh, and I honestly believe that's the devil working in a lot of Christian lives um, where we're actually enslaving ourselves back into the bondage that Jesus came to set us free from. And um, that's where where you find yourself in struggles and where you have sins that you can't overcome and different things that you keep doing repetitively over and over and over. But if you could take a second and actually reach out and just sit at the feet of Jesus and look at him for who he really is, I believe uh, Christians will live lives with uh, breakthrough. They're going to live uh, powerful lives and um, you'll be just as capable of pulling a miracle out of Jesus that you could help heal someone today or raise the dead today because the things that happened in the book of Acts um, are still capable of being done today. It's just we've got to get into the presence of Jesus. We've got to see him rightly for who he is and have the faith to cry out in our circumstances, not as we don't believe, like like Martha was saying, like, man, if you were here four days ago, our brother would live, but I guess he'll be raptured in the rapture. But to actually just be like, God, I know my brother has died. And I'm so struck with my sorrow now. And I know you are God and I know you're capable of doing the impossible and just being broken at his feet. I think a lot uh, a lot goes into that. So hopefully this has been good for you guys today. And uh, I hope that uh, y'all learned something from this. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing I wanted to get across that it's our posture when we come to God. It's our posture. If we're just going to be so busy with our lives and then cry out to Jesus when we need something, what well, I don't know what the response is going to be, honestly. Because it's like he's like one of our, our something quick that we need when we have an emergency versus what we're doing when we're in the kitchen, when everyone else is serving the food. Are we there in his presence at his feet just learning? Or are we too distracted with everything else going on in our lives? So hopefully this was a blessing to you guys, and uh, let me know how it was. And uh, I look forward to sharing more with you in the future. Y'all have a good day. Thank you for joining me this week with Into the Light. Go ahead and subscribe and review this podcast and go like our Facebook page at Into the Light Ministries. Thank you. See you next week.